I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahimuli Jr., joined by my co-host, the local lovable Canuck himself, Zach Hicken. Hema, I'm glad to be here. Um, seems like we kind of have a weird theme lately when we record podcasts that we have like a lot of sad stuff to talk about. <laughs> so, so sad. Um, but I just wanted week. to say a quick thank you to... All of our listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing this podcast. Um, we've been seeing a lot of growth, actually, with the podcast. We're up 25% in our listens over the last couple of weeks. So Ooh. maybe it's because we've been bringing people in. Perhaps. And people like hearing to listening to people besides us. <laughs> in fact, we actually decided to continue the streak and bring in uh, the most famous person that we know, Sam Farnsworth. I have to push the right button, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't quite sure. Sam's not a radio guy. He's a TV guy. Famous. He's used He's to us doing everything TV, for guys. us. <laughs> face for TV. I'm just kidding. Sam's Thank awesome. you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Sam, thank you for uh, coming. But I just want to quickly mention KSL Sports. Or Sports Beat After Hours is brought to you by KSLSports.com. It's powered by KSLSports.com. We have mm-hmm. little mice with size eight and a half feet that are actually <laughs> pedaling... Um, the gears like the gears as they're running they're chasing hot pockets and pork chops (laughs) Um, but that's what keeps this podcast going our site going Um, and uh, so we appreciate your support on that front we appreciate your support on Sportsbeat watching it every Saturday and Sunday Um, but kslsports.com in case you haven't heard of it it is the greatest website in the history of the world yes Um, So, especially if you're like a Jazz, BYU, Utah, Utah State, Mm -hmm. RSL, or any kind of sports fan, we got you covered. Make sure you check out some of our other KSL Sports podcasts as well, like Cougar Tracks, Crimson Corner, Jazz Notes, The Scotsman, Lion's Den, Helmets Off, Rivals, blah, 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 all of them. Yeah, we got so many podcasts. Um, You can find... What's that? I was just going to say, you can find all of them at KSLSports.com, but I think you guys already said that. I'm hijacking things. KSLSports.com. Great website. Um, but, Emma, Sam, uh, we're not here to talk about those podcasts, even though we spent three minutes talking about them. It's too long. <laughs> Tonight, we are here to talk about the Utah Jazz. Yeah. And it, they've kind of been a Clint Eastwood movie. In fact, they've yeah. been one Clint Eastwood movie in particular, like over the last week. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Which one showed up tonight? <laughs> the uh, Bad or the Ugly? It was all three, oddly. Okay. Um, let's yeah. start with the good. Okay. Let's go. 
Last week on this podcast, last Thursday, we picked our all-star teams. Uh, the starters were announced that later that evening, so Hem and I picked our all-star teams before the starters were announced. Um, and then earlier tonight, at 5 o'clock, uh, Mountain Time, the reserves were announced, and surprise, surprise, yep. two jazz players were picked to the all-star game. Dos. Dos. Two time. Two time. <laughs> this is the first time since 2007 that the Jazz have had two All-Stars. Uh, that was when Memo and uh, Boozer made it. Mm-hmm. This time it was Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Um, and uh, the other All-Stars that made the game, uh, CP3, Russell Westbrook, Brandon Ingram, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, and uh, Weber State's own Damian Lillard, Dolla Dame. Shout out to uh, Dolla Dame. My favorite rapper. Um, on the Eastern Conference, the reserves were, uh, if you saw the tweet from Shams, <laughs> Dumbass Sabonis instead of DeMontis, <laughs> he shortened it, D-O-M-A-S, so it's Dumbass Sabonis, um, Bam Adebayo, uh, Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton, Ben Simmons, boo, uh, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, and uh, Jimmy Butler. Uh, do you guys have any surprises um, that either made it or didn't make it for you? Um surprises probably not i think um i don't know at least for me everyone that made it it's not like there was someone that I'm like oh absolutely mm-hmm. not yeah it's not like a demarcus aldridge or whatever right from last season i think the strongest case at least in the western conference for guys who didn't make it that could be made at least uh, i'll make a case for a lot of people will say booker out of yeah. phoenix 27 I, I, points per game six assists right he he's playing great but his great play isn't translating to helping his team win more right. games, in my opinion. And we've seen that over the last couple of years. His game is elevating. The Suns game isn't elevating. So for me, that's probably a big reason why. And then even though I know he's been injured a lot, maybe you could have made a case for Paul George as well. He's still the second best player he's, on the second like best team in the West. 12 or 13 games. And, and, so. that's, and that's the biggest thing against him. So yeah. I, I see Lou Williams getting angry that he's not in. I'm that like, Lou, Lou Williams, I'm sorry. He came out of nowhere. If, wild. if, if a second player is going to get into the All-Star <laughs> game from the Clippers, it ain't Lou Williams, it's it'd be Paul no. George. Yeah, you know? like Lou Williams so, getting angry about it. Yeah. Like, he wasn't even in... Like my next five to make right. the team. Like oh, it was like yeah. John Morant, yes, Shea John, Gilgis Al- yeah. Alexander, um, Devin Booker, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, yeah, and man, I don't know who. Uh, um, that's a good list. That is or, a good list. I yeah, mean, it's. I mean, yeah. yeah, Lou Williams nowhere close to that. Yes, for sure, one hundred percent agree. And yeah, I mean, I get it. He's he doesn't even start. He's a sixth man. I'm, I'm not saying you know. There's some great bench guys out there that probably deserve all-star recognition, but you're right. All those guys you listed, yeah. I would take any of them before Lou Williams. So I would definitely put in a couple guys before Russell Westbrook. I just, Yeah, that's another one. The problem is is that he has the history of already being an all-star. Yeah. He's a former MVP. You can't really vote out guys like that unless there's injuries or their career's really, really gone off the deep yeah. end. And so that's someone you know like Mello or... Um, or in the injury case, that's Steph, right. uh, Clay. Um, uh, did Kyrie? Kyrie didn't make it in the East, huh? And obviously, neither did uh, KD. But yeah, you know, there's a, there's been a lot of openings this year just yeah. because a lot of guys have been injured, and so we're seeing a really impressive clip of guys making their first All Star game. Yeah, Luka Doncic, um, Rudy, uh, Donovan, Brandon Ingram. Um, in the East, 
Uh, you got guys like Bam Adebayo. Right. Um, was it was Chris Middleton's second, I believe. Jason Tatum, I think, was his first. Uh, Demontis Sabonis. Um, so kind of some new faces. Oh, and Trey Young, of course. Right. So a lot of I think that's going to be one thing that's actually going to be really fun about this All Star game is that it's kind of a chance to look at some of the new faces um, yeah. of the league, like. We're seeing a changing of the guard right now. Yeah, we right. kind of see it like every two or three years. Like last time um, that this really happened, I would say, was like when Kobe retired, like his final season. Yeah. Um, where there was a changing of the guard, and you started to see some of this new blood start to come in. And now some of these guys are kind of regulars, guys like Anthony Davis, Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jokic is on his second team. Um, but, you know, we're going to see moving forward, there's going to be points where. Uh, like Chris Paul's not going to be sure. an all-star That's, for much longer. Yeah. Westbrook's on the downturn of his career. He's on the opposite side of 30, the wrong side of 30. You're starting to see a decline in his game. That, for um, me, that's what that's the most like interesting part of this is, mm-hmm. yeah, that the upper tier of these all-stars is like, you know, even like LeBron, like how much longer does he have left? When's he going to leave? You know, mm-hmm. um, that's the thing that's more most interesting to me is like, oh man, we're starting to... We're going to lose, like, not lose in the right, morbid right, sense, right, right. but like, yeah, we're going to lose a lot of these guys in the next yes. few years. Guys that we're so accustomed to seeing year yep. in and year out. Um, I mean, Katie missed his first All-Star game in 10 years. Mm-hmm. He's made 10 oh, straight wow. All-Star games, and it's only because of injury. You know, yeah. He definitely would have been a lock if he wasn't hurt, but um, something that was kind of interesting, you mentioned uh, LaMarcus Aldridge earlier. Uh-huh. First time since 1997 that the Spurs haven't had a representative in the All-Star oh, game. Oh, wow. Last year, Aldridge was the one who made it over Gobert as the front court mm-hmm. player, and that was, honestly, he kind of got snubbed, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, even DeRozan could have made an argument, mm-hmm. yeah. um, especially with how he played against the Jazz the other night. But <laughs> I think, okay, real quick, quick question. Um, I, I think, obviously, because Rudy got snubbed last year, and because he's two-time and defending him uh, player of the year is like a big reason why he's in this year. But like, do you think it, how much do you think it cor- correlates to like Donovan being in this year? Uh, I think I think the winning correlates more than anything because at yeah. this point last year the Jazz had a sub five hundred record. Uh-huh. Um, at the time that I'm guessing, I think the votes had to be submitted by Saturday. Yeah, I think so. I'm guessing Saturday at the, maybe Monday at the latest. Donovan and Rudy just put up all-time games against the Mavericks. You know, True. Um, right great before. performances in a primetime position. It's before anyone else is playing mm-hmm. that day, so all these people are watching that game, seeing Donovan or seeing Rudy dominate on the glass. Yeah, um, seeing Donovan do Donovan things, especially in the fourth quarter, which is like mm-hmm. where he's been so clutch mm-hmm. um, this season, and I think that. That makes a big difference, um, like making that last impression, because you see guys like Rick Carlisle are saying that he voted for both of them to go mm-hmm. into the game. Greg Popovich said that he voted for Donovan. I don't know how he felt about Rudy, but you know he can't vote for Lamarcus. So, right. um, just having a strong performance against a lot of Western Conference teams, granted sub five hundred teams over the last, um, like month plus has really helped both of their cases yeah interesting so yeah it's um 
I'm happy for him. Um, one of the surprises on the on the Eastern Conference team was Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum Tatum got in over him. Right. Um, and then uh, yeah, we mentioned Sabonis. Um, but yeah, other than that, like I felt like it was pretty straightforward with the with the All Star teams. Um, Eastern Conference is a lot harder to pick, just because. There's not a ton of all-star caliber players out there just because of the yeah. injuries. Right. Um, having Kyrie and Katie out definitely out makes a big difference. Yeah. And you know, I'm surprised. You know, what's funny is uh, Gordon Hayward goes east to, you know, kind of become a, a superstar right. face of the league, a face yep. of the team. And you know, the Celtics had like three guys that should have made the team. Probably, um, you could say that Jalen Brown definitely should have been on, um, but. Gordon's not even in that conversation. No. It's so crazy. Yeah, wow. he's he's been out of that conversation pretty much ever since he left. And I mean, it's unfortunate, but yeah, it is what it, it is, it, you know. No, it's it's very fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, that's all I have on the All Star mm-hmm. game. I'm looking forward to seeing how these teams yeah, are split up. I out. I would like to see another opportunity for Donovan and Rudy to. I'm guessing that they're probably going to be some of the last picks just yeah. because of the way that this works. Like. Uh-huh. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe Giannis will surprise us and be like really value defense and pick Rudy first overall. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I feel like LeBron's going to get like his guys. Like CP3 sure. is probably going to be like the first pick. Yeah. Um, and then he's going to go get like. Well, they pick the they they go through the starters first, right? I think they can just pick anyone. I, I think I think they go through the. Do they? I think they, I, I think know. you pick a starting lineup. Still, there's the starting five. Yeah. And they, I think, I mean, now see, now. I don't know. Who would, who would, well, uh, I guess they would have to. I would think LeBron takes Anthony Davis. Or do they just pick the reserves? Right away. And then. Um, or, yeah, like are the starting fives already set and they just pick reserves? Because I remember the first year they did this, they did it on TV. I remember they had LeBron and who was it? Was it Dwayne Wade was the other one? I can't remember. Yeah. Pick, picking the teams. Yeah. And, uh, and they picked the starters and then they went through the. They picked from the the starters, and then they picked from the bench. Oh, but interesting. They're always changing things, like the way they're doing the fourth quarter in the All Star game this yeah, year. Yeah, that's crazy. I think that's pretty cool. They're quarter. they're playing to twenty four. It's like yeah. the Elam ending that right. we saw in the basketball exactly. tournament. Yeah, exactly. but it's twenty four to honor mm-hmm. Kobe. I thought that was pretty cool, and that I think it's cool. It's unique, and it adds kind of some interest, yeah. some uh, some intrigue. Um, let's see. I'm looking to see. Uh, t- 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 so it just says that they get a pick a play from a player pool that includes the other eight starters and fourteen reserves. There you go. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll pick find out, I guess, want. on February sixth. So that's next Thursday, five p.m. again. That's on TNT. Um, so that'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, who would you guys, aside from mm-hmm. LeBron and Giannis, Giannis would be my first pick if yeah. I could pick. Yeah. But if you're a team captain in the All Star game, who are you taking first uh, for your team? You want to go first? Uh, Let's have Sam go first. Well, I, I think he's going to pick the Pillsbury Doughboy. No way. <laughs> I think I think um, Anthony Davis is going to be one of the first picks yeah. For, yeah. for you know one of the number one picks, and I think it's going to be LeBron, right? Just because he's teammates with them. But I think Anthony Davis is going to be one of the number one picks. So that's who you, Sam. I would take. Would take. I would take Anthony Davis. Outside of LeBron and Giannis, I would take Anthony Davis number okay. one. Okay, yeah, I would take AD too. Uh, I would take Luca. That's maybe a good this pick. is just biased from what pick. happened on Sunday, That's but or pick. sorry Saturday. But I was just blown away by Luca. Yeah, um, but then at like the same time, like 
what Rudy did against Luke in the fourth quarter yeah. was equally impressive. Yeah. But I really like Luca's game, and he's just fun to it's watch. Fun. And he's like a future star. Um, I think that getting in his good graces by like picking him first <laughs> uh, would be cool, especially like. I don't know, maybe a couple years down the road, maybe he leaves yeah. to be a Laker and him and AD team up yeah. for the last latter end of his career. And um, similarly in that wavelength, I think Trey Young would be fun. Because, you know, it's yes. like, oh, no yeah. pressure. Like for an all-star pick. game, like, yeah. I would literally just pick him and be like, dude, bring it up just, court. As soon as you have co- have half as soon as you cross half court like shoot it you it have the green light yeah. shoot the J. yeah honestly like no look passes behind the head you know yeah like crazy stuff like that and yeah for sure i think trey young would be able to bring that too cool um well we're looking forward to the all-star game yeah. it's february 16th mm-hmm. uh we'll have a crew there actually yeah. uh so um we'll have a. Uh, uh, JJ, yep. Jeremiah Jensen, mm-hmm. Matt Glade, and Ben Anderson are going to be covering the All Star Game yeah. from Chicago. So uh, make sure you guys check out our coverage. It'll be on Sports Beat Sunday that night. But until then, we uh, we're going to continue to endure what the Jazz have been putting oh on the court. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's been a bad week. Aside from like these All Star Game picks, man, it's been rough. From Monday, it's yeah. it's been a rough week. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The Utah Jazz. Are missing. We're throwing some faces on some milk cartons. Conley, where are you, Donovan? <laughs> yeah, missing. The disappearing missing. act, Donovan. Um, and oh. they got lit up for two straight games by like B minus level players. Oh my gosh! Uh, but it can't get that much so, worse, can it? A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me, and this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So, well, here's my take on it, at least at least from the Houston and San Antonio games. I think the way the Jazz played defense there, they clearly, like you said, they were giving up easy shots. I don't know what was happening. Uh, San Antonio had something going on where somehow they were drawing Rudy out a lot, and yeah. it was freeing up a lot of those mid-range shots, and they were yeah. making everything. I mean, when you shoot 60-whatever percent, sure. uh, the only thing you can fault is that you're not contesting those shots as much as you should. And that's not jazz basketball. I think the jazz basketball that we know is a lot better defensively. And so you just yeah. think, okay, this is a hiccup. This isn't the norm. They're going to get over this, and this will be corrected, right. and things will be okay. The thing that concerns me the most about what we're seeing is that the Jazz are, I think, 9-11 and 11 against teams with winning records this season. Wow. They're like 20-3 and three or 20-4 and four against teams with losing records. Right. And we saw that big hot streak, which was great, but that was against a whole bunch of sub-500 teams, True. too. So, hey, they did play great against Dallas. They did play great against Indiana, uh, Indiana yeah. you know, winning teams. But they've got to do it now when you're playing Western yeah. Conference teams. I mean, they've got right. Portland, Denver, Portland, another Dallas matchup coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are the games that 
they, they've got to flip it. So it's um it's weird because you know with Houston or with San Antonio they were getting killed on the wing, but then in this game like. Jokic put in work and he was banging in the paint and Rudy wasn't yeah. his normal Rudy self. Well, the thing that's kind of interesting is we've seen him be less effective when teams are playing five out, but then at the same time, like he had a career game against mm-hmm. um, the against the Mavericks because he was able right. to close the gap. Like when he was getting beat off the dribble, he was able to close the gap and block people off the backboard. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why that didn't translate. I know right. he, I know he was kind of um, struggling to keep like the Jazz as a team just struggled to keep both DeRozan and um, uh, uh, Eric Gordon off the line. Mm-hmm. True, um, like Eric Gordon shot 22 free throws. I think DeRozan shot like 16 or 17 or something crazy yeah, like that. Sorry, I don't have the box score in front of no, me. There was way too many free throws. Yeah, though. but it's just you can't give up that many free throws. Mm-hmm. Because that's like what these guys' game is predicated on. And the thing that kind of concerned me is that like the last before tonight's loss against Denver, the last three games are against like the last three losses, the last three games that the Jazz lost, they've gave up huge numbers against wings. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to that Pelicans game where Brandon Ingram and Donovan were going back and forth. But like okay. You have a guy in Royce O'Neal who you just paid a lot of money to. Right. He's a lockdown defender. He's one of the best defenders on the perimeter, but he's getting beat off the dribble. He's getting beat in the mid-range game. He's allowing people to get to their spots. Um, is he getting overtired? Is there something wrong with the rotation? Um, do they need to work on... Like I think part of the problem with DeRozan last night was that they were going... Um, over the top on the screen, so he's able to go mm-hmm. um, and drive and get to his spots. If they go underneath on the screens, he only shoots like 28%, less than 30%, sub 30% on threes. Force him to shoot the threes then. Yeah. Yeah. Let him beat you with a right. three because mm-hmm. his mid-range game was unbelievable mm-hmm. last yeah. night. I mean, you even saw that final possession where he like drove baseline and he was like a foot from the baseline, shot it over the backboard and made the shot that kind of sealed the game. Yeah. That put it away for, for the Spurs. Um, the thing that just kind of has me worried is that the Jazz matched up so well with Denver last year, and then they just they just look like they don't have any energy right now, to yeah. be honest. Like, the Jazz just look burnt out. The All-Star game needs to come soon. Right. Um, and I'm interested to it see I think, I think, what translates on Saturday. I think that's part of it, and I think that's a big reason why, the, like, Jazz fans shouldn't panic, right? It's still an early season. Like, it's halfway in the season. There's still another half to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're so close to All-Star Weekend that, yeah, it makes sense that pe- our, our team is tired. Our team is fatigued. But the great news is, like, no one's seriously injured, right? No yeah. one's seriously, seriously injured. In like, fact, Conley was out tonight, and it was mostly not for load management. management. Yeah, yeah. Load management. and... Um, who else is out? Tony Bradley. Uh, Tony Bradley, but he played the game before, yeah. so yeah. it's not like he tore his ACL or or oh, anything don't like that. even yeah. say that. Yeah. That scares me so much. So I mean, the, for me, it, the the major concern, and it's really more of a minor concern, but in that Denver game, at least, I I mean, I still thought Rudy played very well. You know, he didn't get as many rebounds as normal, so maybe that was an issue there. Uh, obviously, Boyan played well. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson 
played out of his out freaking of his, mind. Yeah, yeah. Off it's, the bench. it's, it's but funny to Donovan Mitchell about not Rudy. scoring through three quarters and only having four points, and right. those points coming late, late, late in the game. On That's two the problem. Three free That's the problem. If Donovan yeah. Mitchell is just average, the right. Jazz win that game. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. True. So you got to hope that. He's not fatiguing and, and wearing right. out early. You got to hope that this, this is just a hiccup, which I 100% believe it's just, this is just not the norm. Yeah. I think that, um, like, you look back to the last time they had a really bad losing streak, it was that road trip against, uh, yeah. with the Milwaukee game. That's the last right. time they lost, I think, three straight. Three in a row. Um, and so you look back at that, uh, they completely expended all their energy. In that game against Milwaukee, yeah, that close game, that heart wrenching, gut wrenching loss that they had mm-hmm. on the road, and then they were just wiped for the rest of that road trip. And you're kind of seeing the same thing now. They kind of expended all their energy against that Dallas team. Right. Then you have the tragedy that happens on Sunday with Kobe passing away, and I just think that the way that they came out that game, they didn't look like they had any energy. Mm-hmm. I think with all the motions and everything that was going on, like you have a lot of people that were close to Kobe on the, on the jazz team. Like, mm-hmm. um, at Davis, yes, I understand that he's not a starter. Like he played with Kobe for a yep. year. So did Jordan Clarkson. Like Kobe was a mentor to him. Quinn coached Kobe in LA. Um, Mike Conley right. battled with him, battled with him in the playoffs for years. And so you have, and then even the guys that didn't play against him directly, you know, Donovan looked up to him. Um, sure, Royce O'Neal. Royce right. O'Neal looked up to him. And so you kind of see, like, you can understand why Houston had already played the day before, so they kind of got it out of their system, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, I, I told you guys this before we started recording, but I think if if the Rockets play Westbrook, Harden, and... Uh, Capella, yeah, the Jazz probably true. win that game oddly enough because Eric Gordon doesn't get fifty. Yeah, Eric Gordon's not going to get fifty, and I mean Harden might go off, but Westbrook, you know, he takes up so many possessions and he's such a negative um, efficiency player that he's going to take up some of Harden shots. Like the other night, he had thirty nine points, but it was on thirty shots. Yeah, take that any night, you yeah. know, take that any night. Um, so yeah, it's just. It, I think that part of it's that the schedule is getting tougher and they're getting mm-hmm. worn out and now they're going to go on a tough road trip and um, hopefully that they can improve. But yeah, Sam, you said something funny that you you were saying that Rudy didn't get very many rebounds. It's funny when we're complaining about right. his number of rebounds exactly. and he still gets a double double. Still has right? 11 he's rebounds. So good. <laughs> right. You're used to 17, 18, 19. Sure. Right. Yeah. He's still got 11. Yeah. It's, 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 we're comparing the outputs of like the whole season. Right. And it, I, I get it. It's like stupid and it really is stupid. But like losing, talking about the Jazz directly after they lose sucks. And yeah. uh, all it is really is just like the stench of losing. Like, because yeah. the Jazz yeah. are fine. You know, I think. After the break, they're going to be a whole new team. I think there's nothing to really worry about unless Mike Conley doesn't find his way back after the break. But, mm-hmm. like, it's just – they played embarrassing, and that's what sucks mm-hmm. is that it, it's embarrassing. The and loss. this is the, – they're in the middle of the most difficult stretch of the season. And I I, I don't want to make an excuse for the Jazz, but this right. really is their most difficult stretch. When I look at the schedule, I, at least I believe it is. It's all Western Conference teams, all very competitive teams, Houston uh, – 
It was, you know, they beat Dallas, then Houston, San Antonio, Denver, Portland, Denver, Portland, Houston, Dallas, Miami, San Antonio, Houston. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is a tough stretch. Um, but like you said, after the All-Star break, it starts to mix it up again with Eastern yep. Conference teams and other teams in the West. And I think that's that that hopefully is going to play into the Jazz' favor a little bit. Yeah. And uh, But still, not to make an excuse, this is a tough stretch. You've got to still win games mm-hmm. in this stretch somewhere. We can't just brush it off as, sure. okay, that was their hiccup sure. in the middle of the season. So we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens, but um, you know Saturday at Portland, uh, that's that's going to be a big one, and then they have a four day break before they come back home. So you win that before a four day break, it, it's a whole that's lot different help. than losing it yeah. before a four day break, right? Which um, they're back at home on Wednesday against uh, uh, the Nuggets. So quick turnaround to finally get a chance to mm-hmm. um, kind of punch them in the mouth. But yeah. hopefully, 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 hopefully the jazz start to improve because um our podcasts aren't as fun work isn't fun when the jazz are losing (laughs) you're right (laughs) um like we like we said it it was the good the bad and the ugly like we really were elated when these guys got recognized for the hard work on named Mm -hmm. all-star teams but now like we're sitting here kind of bemoaning our feelings (laughs) and being really sad and you know dragging our feet like we still have work that we got to go do but like (laughs) We're sitting here kind of venting our feelings about how the Jazz play. It's therapeutic. Yeah. It is therapeutic. <laughs> That's why we have Sports Beat After Hours because it's our therapy session. Yeah. Um, we only when it comes to sports, we only bitch about the Jazz losing because we care so much. Yes, <laughs> That's yes. really what it's about. Yes. yes, we only whine because we care. Um, but uh, we'll be back on Sunday with a new podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, That's all we have for podcast. now. Yeah. A winning podcast. Yeah, we're going to be celebrating a win on Sunday. Um, we are eventually going to get around to talking with Matt Glade about The Mandalorian. Mm. <laughs> um, maybe we'll do that Sunday. We'll see if Matt's available to do that. Um, our schedules just haven't really worked out for that. But yeah. we'll do it soon. We're going to do a Mandalorian roundtable and maybe talk the Clone Wars because... Matt is a big advocate of that series, the animated series. Yeah. Um, and I started watching it. It's actually okay. really good. Um, I, I used to. I better get on it if we're going to talk about it. So I'll start watching that. Yeah. Well, there, the last season, season seven, is coming out February 26th. So. Mm, okay. Catch up before then. Cool. Homework. Homework. Yeah. Making homework <laughs> assignments. But yeah. Uh, Sam, thanks for joining us Thank on the you. podcast. It's fun having you on again. Um We'll talk soon. We got Super Bowl coming up. A lot, a lot of other things to talk about. Yeah, we'll talk Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, so it'll be sweet. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, everybody, to Sports Beat After Hours. Please, please check out our other podcasts and, of course, our website, kslsports.com. I am your host, Hema Himuli Jr. He is Zach Hicken. Good night, everybody.